0: a nexus of science, violence, and nonsense, where fake news, pseudoscience, and weaponized stupidity meet full-contact fact-checking and peer-reviewed ass-kicking. And as always, no bullshit allowed. Recorded live at Bullshito Headquarters in Austin, Texas, this is the Art of Fighting B.S. Podcast.
1: Right out of
0: a comic. Chocolate lines up planetarily with the sun. Chocolate is an octave of sun energy. Brain chips in the trips. They give the trips special vaccines that are really nanotech that already re engineer
2: their brains. Sure, on some planet, your style is quite impressive, but your weak link is this is
3: Earth. Hey, well, I get to learn karate. Karate? The Dane Cook of martial arts? No. We do not need that many vaccines. What does the scouter say about
0: his power level? It's over 9,000. We have a saying back home that if you're coming on, come on.
1: Keep the yoga mat out of your mouth and on the floor. Do you know friends and family that eat the yoga mat? Oh, in the park? Get him a body bag! Yeah! All
0: right. What's up, knuckleheads? All right, so. We recorded this episode several weeks ago, back before this whole coronavirus thing kicked off, and uh, it's, a, it's a good episode, though. We want to circle back to it. Make sure you heard it. Steve Mix is a comic book shop owner and former Airborne Infant, Iraq uh, veteran, and uh, he has a lot of knowledge on this subject, which a lot of you nerds should appreciate, so uh, we did, and we think you'll enjoy it. If not, fuck you. So
3: here we go. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a very special Garage Cast episode of the Bullshito Podcast. This evening starring JNP. Good evening. Frost China is asshole. We have our special guest, Steve Mix. Hello. And I am, as always, your incompetent host, Sub Messenger. So, we were going to
0: have, uh, we were gonna, we usually do the thing where we have somebody, you know, we, we present them with their boilerplate. This is, he's got this, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, we're going to put all that heavy lifting on you, so tell us who you
1: are. Uh, okay. I'm a disabled combat vet. Uh, I served with the 82nd Airborne, 1st uh, of the 505th, so I was Airborne Infantry. Uh, I've written two books, which are apocalyptic uh, fiction and uh i own a comic shop and i've worked with special needs kids for i i think 11 years 10 years 11 years somewhere around then so yeah that's pretty much my life in a nutshell
0: sweet so um i imagine we're going to kind of stray around on topics from uh, like comics and, and fiction and stuff because um i don't know if you're familiar with andrew Valencourt. we had him on the podcast a couple of episodes ago he's an old time member um He's starting to pick up in a little bit in popularity in science fiction, and um, uh, we we brushed up against how toxic the uh, the culture is, and how much of a like battlefront it is for the whole social justice and the, the culture and yeah the, the, the comics the, yeah well the comics like anything basically any kind of fiction that has a
2: fandom these days. But we would like to ask you
0: about yeah the comics. So yeah, we're gonna talk about comics and and just all that in general but the reason why i bring it up is because that's how we met in the first place is we were dogpiling on a you know really shitty human being and we don't have to reference him because he'll probably you know pop an erection at the fact that we did so (laughs) yeah so let's not do that so haha denied no viagra for you you fucking motherfucker uh anyway (laughs) sorry i don't mean to be hostile but i do have a challenge out there I, i will fight you Okay, we're getting off the subject. (laughs) But um, you know who you are, and I will fight you. So, uh, Steve, um, welcome to the fifth grade podcast. (laughs) Yeah, come on, that's what it's. Yeah, fighting's fun. So, uh, tell us about your comic shop. Um, You're in uh, the Bay Area, California, right?
1: Yeah, we're over in Newark, uh, and we're we're in a mall, which is a very unfortunate place for a comic shop. But yeah, New Park (laughs) Mall, right? I have been to that mall. Yeah. yeah, it's not the best mall. I mean, I I don't want to badmouth our mall, but uh, our foot traffic is not great. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: but, well, the mall whole mall thing is kind of dying in general, from what I hear. But it yeah. is okay.
2: So before we veer off onto that t- uh, tangent, <laughs> let's uh, we,
3: go Amazon.
2: We uh, briefly uh, were talking about uh, before you were uh, so fortunate to get to talk to us about you know comics and the kind of American fascination with superheroes, and um, I'm probably the biggest comic book geek here out of the three of us, I guess, um, having (laughs) been heavily invested in comics in the 90s. Well, the 80s and 90s. um, And that's 1880s. Um, But, you know, about how, you know, superheroes have been around since Gilgamesh, uh, Frost touched on Hercules, um, you know, stuff like that. But, How Americans really took the idea of the superhero and used the medium of comics to kind of catapult that to a cultural phenomenon that eventually is, you know, now resulted in the Marvel movies, blah, blah, blah. But we wanted to touch on your thoughts on uh, how important comics are to, you know, kind of the American consciousness, but also the superhero to a, To the American cultural phenomenon, and then some of the not so great effects that
1: that's had on, particularly young males. Sure, uh, I think we could talk about like why. why don't we first talk about the uh, the archetype of the superhero? Because we like like you said, it, it comes from a lot of mythology. But I think I think the one who really hammered it at home was like Jerry Siegel with uh, Superman, uh, and it was his father that got killed, and so because his dad died, in some some. Uh, Crime. He, he came up with like Superman as a, as a character, and then ran from there. And uh, and you know, it's the other thing about it is. I don't know if anyone realizes this. You have stuff that, that emulates comics. I mean, there's Japanese versions, which are called manga, but comics themselves were a completely American creation. Uh, like the, the actual comic books, that that came—that's our culture, and that's that's something that we've given to the world, and people have run with it. And I I really love that about it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, sorry I'm getting off topic. Aren't steal I? <laughs> other
0: people's shit, and you know. No, no.
2: I mean that is true. We we did. American culture did kind of create the 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 comic book in its, because before that there was the funnies, right? That was yeah. you know that's all you get. So,
1: yeah, um, and, and that's sort of how it came to be because they were they were cutting funnies and like stapling them together and then handing them to people at gas stations and stuff, and huh. <laughs> that was the beginning.
0: Are the original nerds that were just you know compiling that stuff. That's cool. Yeah, wasn't okay now. My understanding is that Superman was also a um, – I'm trying to be delicate here because uh, some people will get offended if you even mention anything related to this. But, I mean, he was a, designed to be more of a Jewish archetype so, you know, superhero to give you know, young Jewish kids something to look up to too, right? Like he, uh, there's, there's some like, references to uh, Hebrew uh, culture and stuff like that with you know, the L and all that. And is that true or is that just not really as big of a deal as some people have made it out to be?
1: Uh, you know, I've heard the the L reference that that it's been that before, but uh, I haven't I haven't really looked into it that much. I mean, Siegel was he was Jewish, I think. Yeah, and, I guess he was. and Schuster was tied to it too. who was yeah. Jewish, so uh, um, I mean, yeah, I,
0: I it's something I want to believe because, possibly. especially as the rise of like anti-Semitism yeah. around that that sort of time too, it's a it's a repudiation because they were literally the idea of a Superman was the Germans had taken that from. From Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Well, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, his sister yeah. butchered it and turned it into, like, all his work into more pro-Nazi, because she was a Nazi long after his death. So, but, they, but she
3: was a Nazi well before there were Nazis, though, well, too.
1: Well, yeah, they,
0: I mean, there was yeah. just some whole nasty eugenics and that kind of shit. But uh, the, the idea of the Ubermensch, the Superman, and then the, the, I think it's brilliant. If that was true, that they took... Uh, the the idea of the Superman gave him black hair,
3: maybe a little
0: vaguely bush, whatever, you know. And then, um, fuck you, the Superman.
2: Yeah, he's Space Jesus. So this has been um heavily written about, and in, including some PhD dissertations. And the general consensus is that uh, there was a you know subtle insertion of certain elements of of Jewish culture, in but they. That it Krypton. was so subtle that, like, it was never overt, and, and, you know, it was always open for interpretation. Well, they wouldn't have
0: sold a damn copy back then, because even the United States was super anti-Semitic right.
2: at the time, I, I think.
1: Well, I mean, the L reference, that absolutely makes sense, because there's, what, Lana uh, Lois Lane, Lana Lang, Lex Luthor, uh, the House of L, Yeah. like, all of that, yeah.
0: Well, I think L is one of the names of God in, you know, Hebrew, more of the arcane yep. shit, um, Kabbalah or whatever, I don't know, I, I used to be into the occult when I was a kid, but... I grew up. So, so,
2: but yeah, there's more than, and so going beyond Superman and, and just back to the cultural phenomenon of comic books, um, you know, what, how much of an effect do you think that that has had, you know, on American culture throughout the, you know, the 30s and the 40s and the golden age and the 50s and, and the silver age after that and all that? to To where now, where the Marvel movies are like, in fact, their own cultural phenomenon. So, what do you? Th- I mean, does that question make sense to you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think it's had an effect on on us in just about every aspect. I mean, <laughs> I as a kid, like looking up to heroes and stuff like that. Like you 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 want to sort of step outside of yourself and and emulate them and stuff like that. But more moreover, like just Art in general, like, we found that art started, like, art was just influencing everything, including, like, what, marketing and advertising? Because su- superheroes were the original branding, and <laughs> they saw how they were doing it with comics, and that was, like, I-, I think in the 50s they started emulating all that stuff with logos and, like, the, the ads and everything else. Huh. And that's where you get to the old, uh, the Mad Men type stuff. Um, but a- as far as everything else, uh... Mm, I'm not sure what you <laughs> where, where to go with this. Well, I think um, I, I mean I have some thoughts on it, and I, I definitely wanted
2: mm-hmm. you know to let you uh, talk first. But I think that the one thing that's undeniable is is how strong the comics were. How, how much a, a comic book comic books affected so many young, you know, boys, American boys from like the 40s, th- even maybe even the 30s, going forward. And then how that manifested itself in in different aspects. And and I think there was certain... Like, you can see some of the... You know, when Jack Kirby was drawing stuff in the 50s and 60s, you can see some of that stuff reflected in subsequent automobile designs, you know, like years later. And I, I think that that... There's kind of a this, like, hidden ripple effect, I guess is what I'm trying to say, in that a lot of that stuff influenced young minds that went on to become... You know, engineers and architects and designers. I mean, yeah. did did you hear what the Space Command com, uh, Central Command is going to be called? No, Spock. S P O C. Spock.
0: Oh, are you fucking kidding me?
2: <laughs> totally not kidding.
0: This timeline sucks so bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this universe sucks. Can I can I get another multiverse, please? I swear, we split <laughs> off in twenty. Can I be rotated out of this one?
0: That's the only conspiracy theory I believe that the fucking CERN reactor fucked everything up.
3: So, all right, sorry, sorry. That was I was literally face palming.
2: Uh, all right, it's it's not like a few Ow. various holy men have said that in the past. I,
0: I'm just man. I'm still coping.
2: Can I get another universe, please? This one's no good. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, Yeah, we're positive here. Nothing but but sunshine and and rainbows, people. So, I don't know. I mean, I I think – yeah, I
0: I think what John's talking about, we're – it influenced – it has influenced like generation after generation of how boys grew up to see themselves and what they should be. And, I mean, for good or for bad, and I think it's a little bit mixed because, you know, none of us is ever going to look like fucking – any of the Reeves or any of those dudes, uh, you know, that are portrayed Superman, I, I, the average dude. Would you like me to show you a photo? <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, um, I have some carefully crafted photos too, but I look more like Lex Luthor with,
2: you know, a couple pushups. Um, no, but I, I think that, and I'm going to switch gears a little bit. What's really cool about today, because I'm a, a big time feminist, is the the feminist side of comics is kind of. Really started to catch up, and there's you know numerous female superheroes that are not in super skin tight costumes, um, like Squirrel Girl, Kamala, um, Khan. Kamala Khan, the smartest uh, uh person in the Marvel Universe is a 13 year old African American girl. Is that it?
1: oh, it's uh, um, God, what, is Devil Dinosaur, Moon Girl, and Devil Dinosaur, really? That's yeah,
2: and yep. there's the overweight superhero girl, faith. Faith, yeah. No, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really, I think that stuff is is really positive because you can always see that effect. Like when they started doing, um, you know, the Barbies that weren't so that weren't you know white blondes, right? And and mm-hmm. how they and then they, they've started having some. I
0: thought Amadeus Cho was the smartest guy. Uh,
2: he held the title for a smart a small amount of time, but uh, yeah. they went ahead and smartest guy I,
0: yeah well okay yeah i think the best thing about all that though is it pisses so many people <laughs> off all those fucking oh,
2: lord does it the, yeah
0: the neck beardy fucking you know axe deodorant
2: i don't understand like shower. the hate that that like what do you what, are, what do you not have in your life that you're so obsessed with hating on a on a group like women
0: i, I really think it's, it goes to the the it's an anger response to having something that you think taken away. to you. Yeah, you're, you're, you're trespassing. There's away. these infidels that are barging nope. in, like fucking literally like barbarians, onto some, the, one of the few things that you can say that's yours and you have, and they're like, no, no, you're not going to have this I this just thought too. those
2: people had too much free time. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's to an extent too, but that's just because they...
3: They have I mean, free
0: time because they're not associating with other humans.
3: You think there's like an incel angle there? Where? Well, like, yeah, yeah. it's
0: completely incels because they're yeah. involuntarily celibate. And we're—I know—we're probably um,
1: offending like half of your your, uh,
0: your customer base <laughs> right here. So, um,
1: I, I don't think so. Well, there's there's a big movement of them right now that's called um, Gate. and some of them, I I think honestly, I think some of them do have uh, a little bit of points on some, certain things, um, but. Not most of it. Like, most of it is just ridiculous. And sometimes they're just flat-out wrong, which is some of the other things I've seen. Well, go ahead and explain
0: uh, Comicsgate. Tell us, uh, uh, because most of our audience is not going to know what that is.
1: So, Comicsgate is a movement that I think it started with... Ethan Van Skier, Skryer, uh of uh, of the Green Lantern Corps of Mythos, who is an amazing artist. Like his art is awesome, and it, like when he was doing Green Lantern was absolutely some of my favorite comics. And he had a falling out with uh, DC. I'm am not, not entirely sure how how it began, but basically he claimed that uh, um, male creators and and well no no actually no um back up because before this there there was something else that happened there was a bunch of gals from Marvel went to go celebrate the death of a really famous uh, Marvel bullpen uh, player uh, who was a woman I can't remember her name uh, Flo Steinberg. That's who it was. Flo Steinberg. And basically, she died, and they went out to to celebrate and have some milkshakes. And they put like this picture of them having milkshakes on Twitter, and everybody exploded. People were calling, and they, these are these are Marvel writers and artists that that are actually working on comics, and they were calling them uh, like casual fans and saying they didn't know, like they didn't know anything about comics and this and that, and and they were just out to have like celebrate the death of this legend in the in the uh, marvel bullpen so it was just the weirdest thing to see and that was the beginning of it all and then uh Ethan Ethan Vance uh, Scryer came out and said that like it was pretty toxic towards uh I I don't want to misquote him because oh my God the rage that's gonna happen if I do that but he he was he was upset about something that that had happened uh uh with other people working in the industry and then and then everybody like jumped in and started supporting him and I I really like him as a creator but uh but I I didn't think I could float with that scene if I'm honest so yeah. um. Yeah, and just it just spiraled to... out
2: of there. So he
1: was pro or
2: anti feminist?
1: Uh I don't think I, I, I don't think honestly I'm let me let me just look it up. Uh Skyver. Uh Comic Skate. I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but he he, he ran with Comic Gate for a while and was producing stuff for it, and then here, uh doo, do, do. sorry. Uh moment while i'm reading um
0: yeah well while you're reading i, I remember something coming through and i don't know if this, this is probably a little bit later in the mess but uh and this is the first time i was even aware of any of it but i saw somebody had posted a picture of spider woman right and then people were pissed off about it i was like yeah i can see why they're pissed because she, it was the most objectified post she was in her costume but the, it was
3: drawn She so was.
2: Crawling down yeah, off you of could that parapet wall. See her labia. But it was anatomically impossible to. to yeah, to. There was no other way. It. You could tell. It, yeah, I
0: felt creepy just looking at it because you could. You knew it was drawn for the benefit of those those thirsty ass incels that you know we like to pick on because they deserve it.
1: No. <laughs> well, I I I don't know. I think that there's a lot of hypersexuality in comics, but I think it goes both ways. Cause I I mean there are times where I, I I look at the way guys are drawn. Or like a good example is go look at the um go look at Nightwing's cover uh for Rebirth for his like first trade paperback, and he's holding an eskrima stick. But I mean it looks. Dirty, like it's up in his face and stuff like that. Well, I mean, that's fair. I, I think they do that with everything. Like they just—they're all about hypersexuality. I—I
0: oh, well, get that. It's fair, and the, the I mean, if that's if that's how they want to play it, but if it's not just ninety percent female, like I—I I, I mean, you, nobody wants to see the outline of Superman's balls. But if that's how they're going to play it, then somebody okay, out there does. Well, okay, none of <laughs> none. <laughs> of, I, I mean, so tragically, I'm
1: sorry, but yeah, okay, fair enough. But you know you're right. You're right. It was it was way aimed at uh, at women for a long time, and uh, yeah, it needed to change. And I'm kind of happy with how the industry is right now. But uh, other people wouldn't agree with me. I don't think it seems <laughs> like it's more balanced, though. I mean, there is
0: representation for anybody that could possibly in, be into comics, which is good. It's just that it goes back to the thing that you know when when uh, something's approaching equality, it feels like oppression if you you have the privilege there. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um what was weird was when we were uh, putting together our marketing plan to uh you know to go go forward with our comic shop. We were looking at the numbers and currently like I I think it's 52 or 53% of comic readers are women and because of it so so here's here's the other thing that comicscape was pushing this narrative that marvel sales were down because they were uh, catering to the sjw's or that dc sales were down because of that the the truth of it was was that both most of them tend to sit around like 38% of the the shares shareholder or uh, market share sorry market shares um, and they go back and forth but they're down because like other uh, their imprints are up. So, like, Image is up, Dark Horse is – well, Dark Horse is kind of dipping right now, but Dark Horse was up, and, uh, and a few other, like, indies, indie imprints were up. And the reason being is because, like, women had, had were the, the controlling share, and they didn't necessarily all just want, like, superhero stories. Like, they wanted other stories tied to comics, and, and that's, that's kind of the beauty of it. So while, yes, Marvel and DC were down, these other imprints were way, way up. And it's just the industry changing.
0: Yeah, that's good because I, yeah. uh, I imagine you probably at least tried to orient your shop a little bit to be more female friendly and just not like uh, titty posters on the wall, which is you know st- some comic shops would have been in you know ten twenty years ago.
1: Yeah, actually, that was our, our business model was to. Because uh, a lot of comic shops right now are are still set up where they're they're the the old business model where it's like it's dusty, there's just long boxes everywhere, um, you know, terrible lighting and stuff like that. And we wanted to appeal to both genders, so we have to we, we had to do like soft lighting, you know, uh, soft music, um, and very clean. Um, and tried to put like a classy feel and just really well lit, and that that was our business model, and it's it's. Worked out so far, but, I mean, two years of business is really up and down the first two years. So
0: Yeah, no, starting any kind of business these days is a fucking prospect because, like Linda said earlier, Amazon is trying to eat everybody. So,
2: so my son yeah. and I um, go to the comic shop still <clears throat> occasionally, and there's like three that we go to. And um, all three have both female employees that are highly knowledgeable as well as a female customer base. Um, uh, although there's a huge geek contingent here in Austin, I, like, you know.
0: I would feel bad for a female that works at a comic shop, man. She's got to have some nerves of steel. Just, or patience.
2: You know, I don't know that, I mean, the, the young people don't have a lot of those kind of, that stigma or that, so it's, it's, it's pretty casual. I mean, they're just, they're just kind of normal girls that are working at a comic shop, and yeah, they read comics, and it's not a big deal. It's kind of... Well, it's
0: not necessarily, it's more like the dudes are fucking creepy.
2: Yeah, there are some creepy dudes. There are creepy dudes, but those guys are mercifully dying off at a pretty fast rate because they also have creepy diets, so it's worked out beautifully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, wait, I, I, I want to touch on something because I rarely have ideas, and one just percolated through <laughs> my forebrain. Um, so, why don't you uh, talk about a few of the comics that you you know, really are enjoying right now, that maybe some of the uh, our listeners, all two of them, might you know pick up and enjoy that they wouldn't necessarily know about.
1: <laughs> um, okay, uh, let me... Actually, uh, one of the things that I've really been enjoying is the Batman run, but this is a huge... Uh, the one that just ended uh, is a huge argument between the community because I really like Tom King's run because he did different things with Batman. What was but the name the of that time, particular run? What?
2: What oh, was the name uh, of the run?
1: Tom King's run.
2: So just Tom King Batman, not Batman Forever, Batman. Am, am I breaking up? No, no, you. Just... no, no. I was just trying to say because they all have the subtitle oh. Batman. Batman went, you goes know. goes to Dallas or
3: something.
1: Batman know? goes shopping. <laughs> well, Batman goes did... Dallas. He did different oh, no. things. It wasn't just like the typical detective story that, and and you know the regular superhero type story. He he dropped in like I think it was the first issue. He basically said that uh, well Batman's – he did the ticking clock of Batman might be dying or he might be giving up the mantle at one point. Oh. And so it, that was like the hook. But then he said at one point he was trying to get Batman married, and Batman can't marry because if he marries then his tragedy is ended and and yeah, so he has a forth. Family. So. so. Yeah. yeah, and the whole run was amazing. At one point, he brought in like Batman's dad from another uh, another timeline, the Flashpoint timeline. Oh my was god! That, because, oh, oh, yeah, no, sorry. that was that.
0: I, yeah, that was good. Yeah, really alcoholic. Like comics. Uh, 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 what's it, Thomas what his Wayne?
1: Name? Thomas Wayne that used the yeah, gun. Thomas Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah. And I, I mean, I had the best time with this run, but other people are like, no, Batman's too sacred. Like, this is going too far or something. Oh, you, so man. I, I think everyone should, should really pay attention to that run and, and go and read it. But, uh, other people disagree. Are these the same people
0: well, I... that sit there and watch, uh, what is that, uh, Legends of Tomorrow? Cause holy shit, that show is
1: fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. So you haven't I it? Oh my god! I, I, I I've just, heard that from multiple people. Dude, I, I can watch uh, some of
2: those shows, uh, but that so, show, I watched one, and I'm like, no. Nah, I, I watched a couple
0: it. seasons, and then I noped out, and then I saw a video pop up on my YouTube feed, and they, ju- they like did like the Transformers thing where the the Gestalt, where they all came together to form a giant superhero, but it was a furry rope or furry creature. <laughs> And it was fighting the, the devil, and I was, was like, "What furry?
3: the
2: fuck?" Oh my god! Either this is amazing, and I've missed out, or I no. Have, I yeah. mean, that, the idea they can have a lot of fun with it, they can do it. But the the actors that they've gotten, for the most part, like the dude that plays uh, Captain Cold, uh, Leonard Snart. I'm sorry, that yeah. I remember that? Oh no, they're all terrible. Um, I, it's just so they're so bad. They're <laughs> so. Brendan Ruth is like by far the best thing. Well, I don't
0: even know. He, he sunk so low to be associated with it yeah
2: him. yeah but anyway and then I, he
0: went and played superman again
2: yeah yeah show. but i heard that that's <laughs> actually a, a bright spot
1: crisis on infinite earths or whatever i heard that that's a bright spot yeah i've only seen two episodes and i thought it was amazing you should pull so. it up though you
0: should look at it's like a I i think it's called bebo or something uh legends of tomorrow and the, the, they're fighting the devil and it's just the fucking Okay, we're right, doing drugs. If you're, you're doing, doing the thing this. where we go
2: off into this tangent where everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. wants to so, stab themselves in the eye with a We can ice cut picture. this
0: out later, but we have to sit and watch this. So play, play no! We
2: don't have to cut it
0: <laughs> <laughs> You have to play the whole fucking thing. This is one way. of those things. Here, smell this. I can't it's,
2: spare it's, the brain cells. No! <laughs>
0: <laughs> just type y- y- B-B-O. No, B-E-B-O. Oh, I'm B-E-B-O. you. Quit! No! Don't enable it! Stop it! Yeah, Bebo. And they click on the videos. B-E-B-O. Okay, yeah, and then they are got to click on the videos.
3: The video. you're going to hell and then
0: oh. right, right, right oh no okay never mind we're not going to see the fight
2: but yeah anyway thank you lord
3: anyway backing up I think okay. I, I, I think that uh, you know kind it's, of the I, universal I appeal of Batman,
0: of Batman is fuck off with on it we're moving on <laughs> jeez is it touch screen oh. the uh,
3: the thing about I Batman I swear to God, is quit that... enabling him <laughs> <laughs> I do, I, I'll play this audio and get in the stream too no. oh. Will it go in the stream? No. The, yeah, yeah, it will. Uh, the thing about Batman is that he's uh, you know a tortured guy, but he's like a human, right? He he's not a mutant. He doesn't have like special powers. Yeah,
2: that's a, well, he's the best strategist ever. He's well, well, like, yeah, He's maybe he's really is. smart
3: and has a fuck ton of money, but um, what's my, what's your superpower? I'm rich. Yeah, exactly. That was the only good line. About he's Hulk he's uh, <laughs> Donald Trump.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, he, no. Because are you going to make me say it? <laughs> <a> fat, slothful <laughs> bastard. we missed out on the fl- No, we're not doing that. <laughs> okay. okay, so.
3: uh All right, let's see what this is. Actually, yes, plans. we are. We should. No. <laughs> cl- 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 there we go. Uh, 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 stop
0: it.
2: Uh, no, I just, I just
0: wanted oh, to tell you. It's a preview. Did you? Wait. That's Gorilla Grodd. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Are you this clip? Yes, he's and then, actually watching uh, this clip.
3: Have some grievances. Wait. hello? Where the hell? Wait, is wait, be in ears? What's Bebo? Is this a. Uh, Thanks for watching. Hello? Is this, hey, that's hey, what you told I me to click on, yeah, okay? This so, Bebo? this is
2: because <laughs> they clicked on that stupid fucking clip. Well, it was a. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Boo. And it cut out audio to see. He,
3: he just lost this for a second. Oh, because we were talking about uh, Bebo. He, didn't he hear had the, a picture uh, of Bebo on there. No, he should have been able to hear it. It was just probably blowing his ears out. Yes,
2: but uh, the main part is this frost. You're a bad person. You should feel bad about okay. yourself. Okay, you know
0: I'm going to shut up, and um,
2: <laughs> Bebo rules. Fuck me. All right, so um,
0: we were actually having
2: a discussion. Serious discussion about Batman, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think Batman is the Jungian archetype of the tortured hero, and the thing that, like, he's my one of my favorites because he is, in fact, has no superpowers.
1: Yeah. But he he's still considered off. to be like one of the smartest humans alive, and
2: an Olympic a, caliber, a ta-
1: yeah, or yeah, a, a, above
3: Olympic. He's a caliber. ninja,
1: so I like that. Well, because he that. fucking trains, right? Like,
3: you're not yeah. going to be good at anything if you don't train, and he definitely trains. What's
2: that? Uh, who who said that? Who was the basketball player? who Said that the harder I train, the luckier I get.
1: Muhammad Ali. No,
2: it was a basketball <laughs> player. Well
1: there was um, actually there was a no comic a guys. recently, um they do these once a year. It was called uh, Batman Secret Files and I think it was issue two. Um Batman actually gets challenged by a UFC fighter and he's like he's like nah, he doesn't answer the challenge, doesn't answer the challenge, and then the UFC fighter finally like gets in trouble beating his girl or something. And so Batman shows up to challenge him like the next day in the ring and beats the shit out of him. And <laughs> We just thought that was such a good story. Was he wearing
0: a Reebok? <laughs>
2: Shut up! <laughs> oh so you know Dana White needs a piece of that shit. So, it's like my grandfather that made all the dad bad dad puns has all of a sudden become tech savvy. I'm still salty
0: about that. We we used to sponsor fighters every now and then. Uh, and, uh, you know, no, they can only wear fucking Reebok shit because who the fuck wears Reebok? Russians don't even wear Reebok. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but when Reebok either. pays the UFC millions and millions of dollars, hey, guess what?
3: Well, that's because their fucking uh, their market share is going down because they're competing with uh, you know other like you know Pride yeah. and 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 you know what's uh, that bl- PFL? Is that
2: it? Is
3: P- the PFL. Yeah, I,
2: there's a new one that's Professional Fight League. Oh, I don't, is that it? I, I'm the there's one that I saw recently, and and it. Did not have the UFC bullshit. Okay, so yeah, it was another,
0: another divergence because. Um, all right. Yes,
2: yeah, we're right. once again uh, veering off track. Okay, so besides the Batman, because we really only covered the, the one Batman, is there anything the else Batman. you're reading?
1: The Batman. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, quite a bit actually. Um, like Black Cat has a run right now, and the writing is actually really, really fun. Wait, so, which Black Cat—the male or the female? The female. So the newer Spider-Man, Marvel. Black Hat. Yeah, yeah. Used to date Spider-Man at one point, yeah, yeah. point. and it's it's Excellent. really they've really kind of humanized her. But the the writing has just been fun. Um, the other the other stuff that's coming out right now at a Marvel that's amazing is uh, they they've given Hickman the reins on X-Men, so he's done House of X, Powers of X, and like six books spawned of Spawn. Oh, off I've heard about it. that. Yeah. And, yeah, what he's done with that is totally different from anything we've ever seen with X-Men uh and it's it's equally creepy in a utopian dystopian sort of way and also like just unexpected like i, I there there's just weird undertones that that uh, the mutants might be doing something uh, that they've never done before and it might backfire on mankind it's it's pretty wild
0: so what would you recommend somebody who's just doesn't know shit about comics except for the movies uh to start with to you know this is if you had to sell somebody on becoming a comics fan, which would you? What would you say? Hey, pick this up and start from here.
1: So it depends on their age, but like if they're so if they're kids, I'd say start with like Miles Morales or Young Justice for DC. Oh, Young Justice, yeah, uh, and Miles. Yeah, I, both those are excellent. Yeah, they're great. Um, if they're if they're maybe teenagers or young adults type. Uh, Young young twenties age, I'd say like Deadly Class is a really amazing book. Uh, It's about an assassin school that's hidden in the uh, in San Francisco in the eighties. You know about the Netflix series
2: about, or no, it's just a normal Fox series or something, right?
1: Oh yeah, they did do a TV series which which was awesome, but it got canceled. I think it was sci-fi. I don't think it's canceled. I think they're going to do another. Maybe it did get canceled. I'm I'm pretty uninformed. Never mind. Mm. Uh yeah, the the casting for that show was amazing. Yeah, like, I thought they, it, they did great job. It's like they walked out of the comic. Yeah, it,
2: it, yeah. That's the thing that was so amazing is they found actors that could act that actually looked like the drawn characters. That that kind of blew me away. I especially loved the guy that played the uh, the principal uh, in that. That was also in Marco Polo. I love that, and he also plays the in uh, Stephen Strange.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his name is Wong, and he yeah. played Wong. Yeah, in Benjamin Wong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That Wait, guy's it's a great stretch
0: for him.
2: Huh? It's Benedict Wong, right? Benedict Wong, Because yes, there's two right. Benedicts in that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's an amazing actor. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. And they Benedict <laughs> to each other. He played Kublai Khan, or no, yeah, Kublai <laughs> Kublai. Khan yeah. in uh, Marco Polo. Which he was the best part of that show. Yeah, Everything he was. else was garbage, but... Yeah, well, yeah. the Blind Warrior dude was pretty cool too. He was alright. There was some stupid ass. It is a thing.
0: spinoff show, and the Marco Polo is just
1: trash. The guy. Oh, okay. So uh, more more comic recommendations. If you're if you're a grown grown adult, um, you could really go. There's there's a couple really really good things right now. I, I think I mentioned House of X, Powers of X. Um, they're doing this this run with Hulk called the the Immortal Hulk run, mm-hmm. and it is. Oh, it's so good. The art is amazing. Like, I, I can't sing enough praises about the art. But the storyline is just this wicked back and forth with, like, uh, sinister shadow government branches. And they've been, like, retooling Hulk's mythos and changing it in all these different wicked ways. Like, right now they've confirmed that there's a, a Marvel's version of a devil called The One Below All. And he's actually taken the Hulk's form. So he's the devil Hulk right now. And it's it's possibly like the most powerful hulk we've ever seen. Um and then another book that I recommend uh, a lot to uh older older folks such as us uh is Savage Avengers which is it's it's basically Marvel brought Conan into the Marvel universe <laughs> and he's running around with the rougher avengers so like Punisher and and Wolverine and and, and Brother Voodoo and it's kind of funny cuz like uh uh, Conan has this sort of buddy cop relationship with Wolverine that is just hysterical. Like, wow. he calls him the champion of Pabst. And, uh. <laughs> 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 beer jokes galore. It's so good. I haven't heard about that one. Yeah,
0: Conan is an underutilized character. I'm starting to. I want to go back and read the old. Uh, was it Jordan
2: novels? Robert Howard. Robert Howard. Who Robert Jordan? Howard, yeah. No, there's a, that's
0: the difference. He's or kind of Robert a racist guy. bastard. Well, yeah,
2: but I mean... So it's funny, is, I read that at 12 and didn't pick up on it at all, and I read it later, I'm like, oh. You can filter that out as you
0: read it. through them, and you know, with you know, modern sensibilities, but yeah. I mean, my, my wife is like 12 years, she's a millennial, and, you know, I'm Gen X, and I made her watch the Schwarzenegger-Conan movie for the first time, and she's just like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is that? Like, no? what's with the women? They all have their titties out, look at this shit, it's a... And she's like a borderline in denial feminist, so it was it was just uncomfortable.
2: I was like, no, but, the best thing coming up, the, he's praying to Krom, and he just fucking. That <sighs> was frustrating. So I hope you learned your lesson yeah. from this. <laughs> All the things that were sacred to your childhood, oh, fuck, she hates them. I mean it's nothing frustrating. now. They nothing to the other well, uh, generations.
1: The way he's written now is they've, they've, they've obviously thrown away all that racist stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, he's still at times a little bit sexist. Like he, he met Black Widow and he was like, you smell like black powder and, and liquor or something. That's, that's amazing. And <laughs> just like totally into her and she's like, please, back up a bit. I'm not into you. I'm not feeling yeah. you. Uh, uh, but it's uh, the way he's written is just so much fun right now. Just a hysterical character. So no
2: recommendation for Lock and Key for preteens. I mean, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, well, Lock and Key's great, but actually what he's doing right now, uh, they gave Joe Hill an entire publishing house for uh, horror comics, a uh, publishing imprint. Really? So he's doing Hill House comics. Yeah, they killed Vertigo, they ended DC's Vertigo, and they brought out uh, Hill House. And he's doing some amazing stuff. Like, it feels like the 70s horror comics are being brought back.
2: I brought my kid the... Um the first couple issues of Lock and Key, and he read them, he's like, yeah, no thanks, Dad. No. But I think oh. he was to read the 12 boys. at that time, and now he's 15. Like, it wouldn't bother him now. Yeah, he
0: should read The Boys. That's that's a good one for teenagers. Oh, yeah, so no.
2: Yeah, the, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm familiar with The Boys. Thank you. That's great.
1: What's funny about that book is we get people coming in that want to buy it because they've seen the TV show, and we're like, uh, just yeah. so you know, this is way more edgy than the TV show. And they look at us and go, How? <laughs>
2: how well the dog doesn't fuck everything in the tv show so
1: <laughs> oh man uh i i wanted to talk to you guys since we're talking about comics and and fandom and stuff like that when when i was a kid like i, I don't know if it was the same for you guys i imagine it was but i had to hide my comics like i i wasn't open about reading comics because that's that's one thing you'd get harassed for it when you were in high school uh I, did you guys encounter that? When you say hide your comics, you mean from your peers, not your parents? Yeah, not not my parents, but like from other other kids. I like, didn't mention that I read comics because I mean I was yeah,
0: I was outcast in general, so it was it was weird. So I was expecting, but I just didn't talk to anybody about it. But yeah, I don't think I would have broadcast or brought them to school or anything like that. So
3: yeah, definitely yeah. not. I mean, I I I know exactly the feeling that you're talking about, and um, that's why I didn't see read when I was.
2: 8, 9, and 10, we were all reading comic books. But by the time I got to be 16, yeah, and we and we didn't talk about D&D that much either because, hey, that was the devil. The devil. The first
3: rule of D&D. Is that
2: yeah. <laughs> but no, I it's funny because like certain aspects of, I'm so old that certain aspects of Christmas Story, I'm like, yeah, I remember certain aspects of that, right? The, the movie Christmas Story with, with Ralphie the, and all that. The frozen telephone, um, the And then yeah, but then the sardonic cynicism of the '80s were in full gear by the time I was a teenager. So yeah, everything was very different.
1: Yeah, but uh, so the weird thing about that now is like we get this phenomenon in the store called we call it posturing peeps, uh, oh, yeah, and yeah. it's always guys, and they they come in with like a significant other or family member, and they try to show off that they have comic knowledge but they don't have comic knowledge. And it's just the weirdest thing, because society sort of flipped it on its end, where dude, you know, it's to cool. if you knew about comics, you were ashamed, and now, like, you know, knowing about comics is the in thing. But, I mean, how many, how many movies,
2: how many, like, pop culture pho- phenomenon has come from comics at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, just think about Lone Wolf and Cub, yeah, the monk, and how many times that's been done, right? When it originally yes. came out. And all that. I think about um, Ghost in the Shell. I mean, hell, Lucifer was one of my favorite comics ever. They sure, I mean, Sandman also was amazing. But Lucifer, I was like, I really, really, really like that.
0: Like from the and Sandman? Then, like the David Bowie yes. drawn looking dude? Yeah. yeah, yeah and then they, David but, Bowie leaves hell and gets a bar.
2: And yeah. then they made it into a buddy cop show on TV. I'm like, you fucks! Because it was so much more in the comic than I mean, he decided to go I off the of crazy. I think that sums up DC diverse.
0: in general. It's like the comics, and then maybe the late '90s, early 2000s TV show cartoons were were okay, but everything else is hot was garbage.
2: I just clicked on we Sandman. We Let me just identify him that much yeah, more. It's good. Man. Um I had that hair for a minute, but um, <laughs> don't we don't talk about that? Yeah, we don't. <laughs> you don't want to see pictures. It's uh. Yeah, so so good.
0: Um They're making that this into a thing. Somebody is. I forgot who. Really? Yeah, I think is it HBO? Somebody's making Sandman into I don't know.
2: It. You'd really have
1: <sighs> to Yeah. Yeah, they've been casting for it. Really I, bend I, over backwards. I don't know how they're gonna do it,
2: but shit, if they do it right. Man. I mean this, this that like to, to in my opinion, Sandman actually kinda trans, it literally transcends the genre and goes into like well, it should know, be set art. in the
0: '80s. It needs to be an '80s period thing because otherwise, the the goth won't be the same. The you know, death won't have the same vibe. You know, the the girl with the onk and the you know, basically yes, his sister, yeah. death. Yes, yes, like Spanx. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. No,
2: I I don't know. man. I think that I mean, goth is still an active movement. I mean, that's the one thing that's that's interesting about the but young the people today. Taylor, are, like,
0: Susie and the Banshees. Look, you
2: got I got I got dudes running around in Austin like all decked out like they're from the '40s with the little. Car, you can literally, like, every decade and in, in major cultural phenomenon in, from the 40s on is represented in Austin. I don't know if it's like that in other other towns, but you can literally... Well, because of them got their fucking clothes from Goodwill. Yeah, well, Austin is... You say that, that I got Goodwill on right now. What are you trying to say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't wear <know> bad <laughs> Will.
2: Or, or I got the Christmas clothes I got from Mama. I mean, one of the two. I don't know which. Oh, nice! Damn. I got a nocrin. <laughs> I got <a> pause. <laughs> Sweet! <laughs> I'm really good at that kind of humor. All right, good, good job, good job. <laughs> and I live in a basement. Okay, so, uh, but no, I think. Um, wait, what? What were we talking goodwill. about? Goodwill. You know, the goodwill on South Lamar is fucking. No, fantastic. we're not talking about local goodwills. I mean, I'm just saying because people listen. all over the world that listen to our podcast, <clears throat> none of them uh, are really interested in that. Uh, so, they don't have goodwill in China. But for real, it's it's it's. Amazing. I mean, that was a double entendre on a variety of levels, sir. <laughs> and Taiwan,
0: they don't have bullshit in China because we blocked those motherfuckers.
2: Taiwan's pretty much fucked. For, yeah, I mean... I don't know if you saw the topographic... Attacking mob. our website
0: because, you know, I don't know. I may have sent some nasty emails. So oh, no, no. no. So he actually
2: puffed out his chest when he did that, folks. I mean, he literally blessing. puffed out his chest when he did that. No, you're, you're talking about the new SARS thing? No, um, there was a topographic map published in the news, of a sh- shot of, like, China's invasion routes. Oh, I saw that. They came across today. Today. So we can not like, jump around it. Here's where we're gonna
0: do it! <laughs> yeah.
2: And you know they leaked that shit on purpose. Alright, so we were talking about comics and not international affairs. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Fuck I Trump. read a lot. Uh, fuck <laughs> Hey! <laughs> I'm the <laughs> fuck Trump guy. Oh my god. I almost said <laughs> it earlier. <laughs> and I'm like, and it, don't get me wrong, I've despised him you know, since the 90s, literally since the 90s. So, Oh
0: man, when when the uh, the Trumpocracy takes over, and we're, I, I'm going to be up against Dude, I had a people. guy
2: on on Facebook say, Trump was never accused of racism before he became president, what and I literally
3: fucker. like, sent him like 15 articles, dude,
2: starting from the 70s, like, oh really?
3: There you go.
2: And he
0: still won't change <laughs> his mind.
2: Anyway. But, you know, he did kill Soleimani, and I'm not a big fan of state-sponsored assassinations, but, um, that guy it's was a, broken clock. No good. Not did you trying. see
1: that news that came out today about you know you know how Jeff Bezos was getting blackmailed? Uh, he owns the wa- so he owns the Washington Post. The Washington Post was super critical about the uh, the the murder of Kush Kosh- Kushigi? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Kosh- uh, Shoggi. Shoggi. Kosh- Shoggi. Shoggi. Um, so yeah, and. Uh, it turns out that the, the crown prince of Saudi might have been the, the one who was blackmailing Bezos. Yes. Because originally it was a guy named Packer uh, who, hmm. who was going to release uh, Bezos' dick pics, and, and Bezos was like, no, no, I'm just going to uh, like announce this. And Yeah, yeah, he and, totally like shorted I mean, it. If
0: you have $110 billion, who gives a shit if the world sees your dick? Yeah, you can, yeah. I mean, you're, you yeah. have a $110 billion dick. That, that, that's but they were, so I
1: guess. I guess it was trying to silence them from reporting on the whole Koshigi thing, and it turns out like the the crown prince he had a WhatsApp account that that apparently hacked Bezos's account, and and it's it's directly related to the crown prince. Good old. Good old bonesaw.
0: Oh shit,
2: yeah. <laughs> I
1: remember oh, a meme about I that.
2: Forgot about
0: that? That, that was great. <laughs> it was like when you when you go into a Turkish embassy and it was like macho man Randy Savage from Spider-Man 1 is like Bonesaw's ready." <laughs> and so
2: uh, like three people laughed and everybody thought I was terrible. No, but um yeah, he uh it, ter- it turns out that the Saudi government is not so nice.
1: Didn't
0: yeah. he have a meeting with whatchamacallit, um, What's what's you, what you call it? Um the Crown Prince uh MBS
2: Jared Kushner's had several. No,
0: but I saw a picture of those two together, and the only reason I remember it, it stuck in my head, because I follow this, like, semi-anonymous military army um, officer on Twitter, who's hilarious, and um, the MBS was sitting there next to Bezos, and he's like, damn, MBS be looking thick, you know, (laughs) because dude, dude, I guess, has a big ass, and when he's dressed in a suit and not, you know, robes, so That's, that's the only reason I remember that, so... Completely unrelated to
2: anything. Okay, thanks. Now we know um, the Crown Prince of Saudi MBS has a big MBS has dick. a badonkadonk. A uh, big butt. Sorry. That's, good. That's great. I'm never going to live that down. Okay, so moving on. Um, were we talking about comics?
0: Yeah, we were. But we diverged because, you know, China tried Are, to hack our website. Because Frost. So.
2: Oh, my God. You did not look that up. Uh, so, uh, Sub has looked up MBS Saudi badonkadonk. badonkadonk. No, just look up MBS
0: Bezos, and then we'll see that. We'll have to throw this on the (laughs) We (laughs) are going to hell. All right. Okay. So what else? um, Yeah, click click on that picture. This
3: one?
0: Yeah, that one right there. Click on it full screen. Dude's got a big ass. Oh. Just a big donkey ass.
2: You know, I really try. I really try to steer the conversation away. (laughs) And
3: it doesn't work. All right, so whatever. He he doesn't no, skip leg day. Uh, w- w- uh, what, what's the... um? It's like a centaur.
0: Yeah, he looks like a centaur. <laughs> he looks like Trump standing there, but we all know that that's just his adult diaper because he shits himself. That is a fact. Uh, it's it's not flawed. I can't prove it, so... um,
2: Incontinentia buttocks wants to... In, <laughs> buttocks. Oh, no, a
0: dude just died today. <laughs> Could, we're, oh, Jerry, Oh, oh
2: Rhodes. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a sad day, man. So, and when this podcast probably comes out five weeks from now, uh, <laughs> that
3: won't be relevant, but right now, we're, we're grieving a little it's, bit. So. Right now, we're really, despite the laughter, we're really sad. And that, my liege, is how we know the Earth to be banana-shaped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ninja buttocks. <laughs> No wait, that wasn't him, was it? That was
3: one of the other. No, games. he actually directed. No, that was, directed, Graham, that was uh, Graham Chapman. Graham Chapman, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. The, so he directed Brazil, which was one of my favorite films God, of all that, time. That movie was fucking bananas. So we're way the hell off
0: subject again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is get all comical. It. Yeah. This is,
2: what
0: was that based? It that almost seemed like it was based on a comic, but anyway. Um. Blah, 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 blah. So we talked about how to get you know to sucker people into like a gateway drug to comics. So that was that was good. Um. Whew, let's pick your brain a little bit. Um, so that's what we asked. Uh, what else? What, what else would you try and convince somebody, your elevator pitch, to get somebody to start buying comics or getting into the hobby?
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know. Usually I just ask them, I, I say, like, name three movies or TV shows, and I'll give you a recommendation of what comic you'd be into. Okay. But uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, for me as a comic fan for me the big thing that sells me is art like i really really love the art and i also obviously if i'm a writer i love story and comics are really free like that like you can you can go pretty much everywhere with the story and nobody questions it like yeah in in other mediums it might be weird but it's not weird in comics well i Um, mean nobody
0: except for you know the alt-right incels if you have too many women that aren't just naked but um so uh <laughs> what else is he to say? Oh, you've got stories. I mean you run a comic shop. And that yeah. that's one of the things I mean they're always popping up in my in my feed on Facebook, all your fucking horror and glory stories of people that are coming in just What what
1: what's your like best and worst uh, exchange? Best and worst experience. Um so I, I guess the, other, the worst would be the, uh, we had a fight out front of our comic shop, and, and guns were involved, and I didn't know guns were involved, so I went, like, strolling into the fight. <laughs> and uh, so I, I guess uh, some fight broke out, and some kid dropped a, a gun by the kiosk, and his clip fell out, and then he, couldn't, he didn't know how to put the clip back in. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah. Did you say clip instead of magazine? <laughs> magazine. Sorry, magazine. He lives Sorry. in California. He gets a pass. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so he did, he couldn't put the magazine back in, and then uh, the other kid flashed a piece. And I didn't know this; I just heard a bunch of yelling. So I went strolling out into the mall, and you know, kids come, they they start fighting. And one of the kids, the loudest kid, of course, he, is throwing these these rabbit punches where his arms are like straight up, but his his wrists are bent. Like looks like an old timey boxing. And and he was he had a bloody mouth. He was getting beat on. He's throwing these punches and uh, he's yelling, "I don't give a fuck!" Like at this other kid, and and I really kind of think he should have because he was getting his ass beat. And so I, I I walked up and was like, "Hey, man, it's not worth going to lockup for." And uh, and then the, like all the kids standing around like sort of realize they're like high schooler kids, so they like scoop their friends up and leave. Uh, meanwhile, like, the kiosk owner and the jewelry store lady come over and they were like, you know they had guns, like, you just strolled up in it like a dummy, and I was (laughs) like, no, I had no idea. So, I guess that's the worst, or the funniest, I don't know, (laughs) I kind of thought it was a stare. Now I'm picturing,
0: like, Gilbert Godfrey throwing punches based on your inflection, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Which (laughs) would have been amazing. A
1: really, really skinny kid that was just tall and beat up. (laughs) <laughs> and apparently thought he was winning the fight. Yeah. Uh, hey, now! I can't Gilbert Gottfried. All right, so what's, oh, the, what's the best comic book interaction? Uh, okay, uh, we, we have a cult dedicated to Nicholas Cage that hangs out at our store. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, I beg your pardon. Yeah, yeah. They ran down shoplifters for us one day? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I got to set this stage. Were they in we, character we, the whole time? Yeah, when <laughs> when we a, opened the B, shop, C, we put D, out a e, pillow. F, was, right. It was a sequin pillow where you could brush it one way, and you would brush it one way, and it's like red, and you brush it the other way, and it's Nicolas Cage's face. And so these kids horrifying. showed up, and they set it up in our window, and started like kneeling down and praying to it. <laughs> We thought it was funny, like we videotaped it, and then they showed up every day for three weeks, and and were really dedicated to this. Like they would, they would tell each other to be quiet and, and like be silent, and they they kneel down and pray to Nicolas Cage, and uh, so we started calling them the Cult of Cage. Uh, so months go by. I Not think as cool it was like as months, And we had these uh, these other kids hit us up, and they 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 it turns out they were they were nice kids after all but what what happened was when they first showed up they stole a bunch of manga uh we got them on video we were telling security and security like they our security's was, was not really doing their job that day. I don't know where they were, but... Uh, my buddy Yogi, like, leaves to go find security, and, uh, and while he's leaving the store, he bumps into the Cult of Cage, and they're high schoolers, too, so he, he shows the, the footage of, of these kids, and they fan out and find these kids and tell them to, like, get back there and, and pay for their books. So these, these rattled teenagers come walking back, and they apologize, and they, they pay for all the money. <laughs> Wait, so and the this-
2: Cult of Nicholas Cage kids are actually the heroes, the superheroes that we've all been looking for.
1: Yeah, and wait, it gets better. (laughs) Not the heroes we want, but the heroes we (laughs) need. They all show up together. The Kids of the Soul and the the Cult of Cage show up together. And they're calling themselves the Sons of Cage. Which is funny, too, because that's like a Sons of Batman reference. And they had a gal with them, too. So she was calling herself the Son of Cage, too.
0: Oh, see, you should write this up and like submit it to Nicolas Cage, just on the off chance that he makes an appearance. Because you're I mean, right? it's not like he's doing anything serious right now.
1: Well, and he loves comics. Did you? Did you? What? Know that? No,
0: he's. Are you being facetious? Because no, he's. He's. Huge. He. Oh. Well, I did not know that. I know that
2: he's been obsessed with playing several different. Well, comic he wanted to be characters. Superman. Be didn't Superman. he name his kids like Jor El or something?
1: Like well, I, I I don't know about that. Yeah, he did want to be Superman. Like they made. You know, there was a pilot. It, but but beyond that, like he buys he buys a lot of comics, and he he's actually a Coppola, but he didn't yeah. want to get famous. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah Coppola, a cousin so. or something. Yeah, right.
2: No, he's the nephew. Yeah,
1: yeah so he named himself Nicholas Cage after Luke Cage,
0: which is a really odd choice given the. Um... Ethnic considerations
2: of Actually that, not at all. Consider care. if you're a lonely white boy. I mean, come I mean, on but
0: now. I, I would it, yeah, I'm not gonna name myself, you know anyway. I, I can't come up with anything right now, so I'm gonna shut up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey! Uh, this is the first Bullshito podcast ever where Frost has said he's gonna shut up. I'd like this mark the tape, please. I mean I did. <laughs> I, I did shut up and now I'm talking again. Yeah, it was brief, it was but technically.
0: So, yeah, uh, but yeah, that that's an interesting choice. Now, if they had gotten him to play Luke Cage, that would have been even better somehow.
1: <laughs> well, uh there there's always, there's been all this talk that they might actually finish his Superman movie sometime and everyone's like, "Yeah. Yeah, like we we would want to see it, not not because it's a good take, but because it's a Cage take on Superman. Yeah, it'd be fucking great. I mean, in <laughs> character. You he, heard about he's the... Got
3: the hair for it.
2: You heard about the uh the part where when uh during the um into the Spider verse he was doing this part, and he goes, "Should I just go full cage on this and and like everybody around the table was like, "Yes, yes, yes," and that's when he did that whole big speech about um the you blah 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 Palooka oh God, I can't remember. Oh, I gotta look it up that was that was such a good movie. but though. go going full cage. So into the Spider Verse, going full cage. Yeah, because
0: for if people didn't know, the um, Spider Spider Man Noir was Luke, um, Luke was a uh, Nick yeah, Cage. Luke.
2: Yeah, Nick. Nick Cage. <laughs> Sorry, Luke Cage. We didn't mean to insult you like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was Nick. You know, there's a movie that's coming out where it's they they went to him and they were like, "Look, we got a movie. It's about Nick Cage, Nick
2: cage, cage and we want Spider-Man. you to play there's Nick some? Cage,
1: being Nick Cage." And he was like, "Yeah, I'll take that job. <laughs> okay." That's
0: pretty cool. I mean,
2: Whoa, what happened?
0: We might
3: be piping in some audio here. Oh,
0: we're gonna break it. Uh, oh, okay, by Jordan Peterson. I didn't know Jordan Peterson was a comic book fan. Yeah, I mean, Wait, is it the same? I, I seriously doubt that it's the same Jordan Peterson. Tells, yeah. No,
1: definitely not. Tells
0: dudes to clean their rooms and that That's women right should
1: wear oh, here we lipstick. Go. Here we go. Can we hear it? All right, here it comes.
3: Dun, dun, dun. In my universe, it's 1933, and I'm a private eye. You would hear the day before, hey, you're going to work Ooh. with Nick Cage tomorrow, but then you'd walk into a room and Nick Cage would be there. That alone was amazing. Spider-Man War. He looks probably really fat there. Of the Spider-Man.
2: Think Raymond Chandler, think Paul Kane. Great old he looks like
3: Alex Jones had there. Take on the character, he was funny. Oh, he if you made Alex adjustments Jones, in his amazing. performance, he would make them and be the better than you even thought.
0: I'm talking hard, boys. Real biscuit boxers. Can you fight them all off at once? I'd heard that after his first recording session, he did a few lines. The director kept making notes, and then Nicholas just turned. He was like. <laughs> Oh, you want me to go full cage? Is that all you
2: got? You are gonna fight or you're just bumping gums, you hard-boiled turtle
0: slapper? He brought the cage. <laughs> turtle <laughs> slapper.
2: <laughs> 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 I love it. ...by the moral ambiguity
3: of your violent actions. I imagine he's probably a we fan guys of the it. old bogey, You can't hear it? Can't oh, you can't no, hear it. So we are watching Nick... Everything
1: Nick, dies when you guys I are like piping audio. Or oh, or I like oh really? Cream, I like so we're watching the, the oh, yeah.
2: clip where they talk about going porn. Where Nick Cage we're, talks about we're, going. We're watching me. porn. Nick, okay. oh god! <laughs> 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 you know, someday my child's gonna hear this, and all I gotta say right now is, I'm sorry, son. I hardly know fraud. But
0: that goes back to your uh, point of we wouldn't back in the you know the 90s or whatever. You wouldn't, as a teenager, you, you wouldn't have admitted that you. You know, read comics. You would, you would say, yeah, yes. I, w- I was looking at porn, so <laughs>
2: said, which
0: is a line from the the Spider Man Homecoming. Yes, that was
2: actually the Spider Man Homecoming best line. What are you doing? Uh, watching porn. <laughs> best, I about fell out. Which is cool. They actually captured how teenagers
0: are. That that was it was rare for a movie to get it right. So, and and
1: all right, so. You want some more uh, examples of comic shop antics? Yes, shenanigans. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh we have uh, okay. We pop collectors. I I don't I don't want to badmouth a fandom, but w- pop collectors are brutal. Like do you know anything about this this fandom? I
0: know it exists and apparently there is a Kurt Cobain uh, Funko Pop which, you know, I don't know that is just a big steaming pile of my childhood. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, so it's those little collectible figures. They're they're generally cheap, but uh the, the market value goes up uh for depending on what you know, rarity and all that and whether or not it's like a chase. And they've really built this industry that rivals like the nineties comics before the crash, which I kind of think is coming for them.
0: Ooh, bubble uh, <laughs>
1: But uh, pop collectors themselves are uh, – we, we get all kinds. Like We get flippers, which will like pull out their phones, and then it's like they're looking at Star Trek tricorders. <laughs> they go down the list trying to figure out what they can resell on eBay for money. Um, and then if – like we had a window of pop. It was like our own collection that we started when we opened the shop. And we would get pop collectors that would ask to buy our collection, and we'd be like, no, that's actually, like, a private collection. And they couldn't believe that there was something, like, these guys who own a comic shop might want to collect something for themselves. And, like, it it translated to we had one woman pushing a stroller who was literally, and this is an adult, like a middle-aged adult, stomping around the store going, that's not fair. That's not fair that I can't buy that out of the window. That's not fair. It's just the weirdest thing. Oh, my God.
0: And you should have been like, well, we got you in the store. That's why we we have them here. So you want to buy a comic, you fucking crazy bits? Bitcoin?
1: Cause... Well, we we <laughs> we resorted when people would start doing that. We'd tell them that we had a sink in the back to sell them. <laughs> uh, like If you think everything in the store is for sale, we're going to try and sell you everything. Um, We had a weird – okay, okay. We have this one thing that occurs. There's a book called Sex Criminals. Uh it's it's about like uh, a couple of middle-aged folks that find out whenever they have sex time stops and so yeah they start robbing banks and it it really kind of became a statement on society today and 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 like sex and violence but it it's a really good book that has won the I I think it's won the Eisner um but it's the the problem with it is we have it on our shelf and we always get these really old white women that come in and they go you really shouldn't have the porn next to the comics. And we're always like is it sex criminals and they're like yeah and it's like yeah it's not that's not porn. I know I know it says sex in the title that's not porn. Yeah. Let me
0: show you some of these other ones. <laughs> right.
1: <want>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, so um, uh, let's see. I mean, I, I know you have a ton of stories, and you know you're you're a good follow on Facebook just for that those reasons. Uh, so if anybody wants to look you up like that, I don't. Do you are you have do you have followers enabled? On, on there, if somebody wants to just pick it up, or is it just through the comic book store? Because I, I don't imagine you talk much shit about your own customers on the, the actual Green Machine page.
1: No, I, I, keep my, I keep my page private, not really because of customers, but because, you know, there could be a casual fan that comes through and is, like, offended with what I say about some people. Yeah, So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I keep it private, but anyone's welcome to, like, ad-friend me and say that, they, that it's through Bullshito. Uh,
2: have we uh. talked about your books at all that you've written?
1: Uh, no. We should no, probably no, yeah.
2: give you a chance to plug your books.
1: Oh. Um, well, I mean, I like writing them, but I don't think anyone really reads them. <laughs> it's my problem. I, uh, so when I wrote those books, I, I had gotten out of the army, and, uh, I, I, it was like a year to the day, and I was having these really intense nightmares. I, dog, stop! Hey, my dog apparently is talking. Uh,. <laughs> I was having really intense nightmares, so then I started, like, writing the nightmares out, because writing was, was one of the ways I coped with my head injury, um, so I started just writing, and I wound up writing a whole book, and it was just, it's sort of a, a, an apocalyptic story that takes place in Northern California, and, uh, hmm. and yeah, yeah, and I, I found out when I was doing it, because I, I was using, like, I, I was using zombies unconventionally I guess you could say because normally like zombie fiction is it tends to be like a statement on consumerism and I think I was using it as a statement on terrorism because it, it's like my main characters can either hide from it like the rest of the world or they can rush out to face it and hmm. they, they were more than regular zombies like they're just these monstrous things and there's different types and stuff like that so yeah that's that's my books in a nutshell
2: Um, maybe you could give
1: us a title Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, The first book is Goodbye from the Edge of Never. And the second book is Deep Cuts from the Edge of Never. Sweet.
2: So, people, go pick them up. Yeah. Because you bastards popularized uh, 51 Shades of Grey or whatever the fuck that (laughs) shit was. and So, couldn't get much worse than that, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. You know that started as Twilight fan fiction? Uh, Yes, tragically. I know. Yeah, you should check out the podcast
0: we had with uh, Andrew Valancourt because he got his start Writing anti-Twilight fan fiction, making fun of, like he he started writing fan fiction about Twilight where what, what the character he had was just killing all the fucking vampires, like in brutal ways. And so, I mean, in, in a ludicrous
2: manner, and people were eating it up. So that, that
3: is a great amazing. cover. You
2: just need to go publish chapters of your book on certain subreddits, and
1: you'll <laughs> you'll pick up a follow. But no, one.
0: but seriously, the goodbye from the edge of never that, that cover is fucking great.
1: Oh, we had a cover before that that was... It was a friend that designed it, but it wasn't a very appealing book cover. Yeah. So if you really want to see what not to do, click on the older one.
0: Uh, I don't think that comes up on here, but this is... No, this is... Yeah. This is a genuinely uh, 100% pro
2: cover. Ooh, Zombie Civil Rights Saga.
0: No, the the zombies is consumerism, and um, I have noticed that... It has gone from a little bit more of a cerebral yeah, thing for, you know, there's, you can enjoy it on two levels. You can enjoy it on, the ooh, gore and smashing and shooting and shit, and then you enjoy it on, as a social commentary. Yeah, re- but um, I've also noticed that there people have taken it into sort of a, a darker territory, the whole zombie thing, lately, where people are, um, it's almost a racial thing because zombies are thing, people that you can hate and kill uh, and ethnically cleanse without feeling guilty. Ooh. So, ooh yeah, I, I never
1: made that connection, but that's kind of scary.
0: Yeah, I have <laughs> picked up on a lot of that nasty shit, just, to be, just because, you know, the, the proper community and all that shit, you, they have used zombies war. as, like, uh, euphemisms. Um, I think that the zombie is a euphemism for, uh, you know, the race cool. war and that kind of shit, so it's, it's nasty. i think you've ruined zombies for me that's terrible (laughs) uh, yeah yeah i know maybe it's just something that people need to be aware of a little bit because yeah i mean you there are a bunch of people with fantasies about killing people and you know zombies are fair game you should not feel any guilt so uh, yeah draw the parallel but we're we're looking at your author page on um amazon amazon
1: yeah
0: thanks you got you got some books that so you've written, and you know, go ahead and plug your YouTube channel because I, I know that some of the people on oh, Bullshito yeah. actually follow it.
1: Oh, my YouTube channel is Green Machine Comics, uh, and we just we pretty much just review the weekly comics, um, and you know, talk about themes and everything else. But uh, we try to keep it we we try to keep it under an hour.
3: <laughs> Cause, uh, we don't. Uh, we, we were getting up there.
1: F- yeah, we we fail at that. While there now, I think we've got it down to like forty minutes, but yeah. So if you need comic news or you need to be updated on comics, come see us.
0: Sweet. You don't have a way that people okay. can order through you. Can do you yet, or is that a thing, or is that a pain in the ass? Cause oh
1: yeah, um, we do have kind of an eBay store. Like we tried, we tried Shopify, but oh my God, what a terrible system uh, that was. So. uh um, but if you want to just call our store, we can do phone orders, too. So, yeah. Sweet. Sweet.
3: So, I mean... Yep. So that's uh, Green Machine Comics in some place. New, Newark, Newark. Newark, California. California.
1: Newark,
2: California. California. The Bay Area. Yeah. Buy comics. Make yeah. him rich. Yeah. We command you. Support veteran-owned businesses.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Okay, well, I think we're kind of at a natural stopping yeah, up point. I'm sorry I'm pausing. Uh, I, uh, my side not getting much of the conversation right now. So. Yep. No.
2: Well, we're just saying that um, it's kind of a natural stopping point.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Just
0: At this point, we can say okay. whatever we want, you know. Gigantic turtle okay.
2: penis. <laughs> Fuck Trump. Random <laughs> things.
3: Unicorns and rainbows. Dum- We're kind of done. So how Dum- about uh, we try and do an outro for once? We, okay. Uh, outro? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Bye.
0: Those were the days.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no. uh, Those were the
0: days. Dude, they rebooted that. Did you see that? I don't know if you have Hulu because they they've been plugging this lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Woody Harrelson and uh yeah, it was fucking fantastic. I made my wife watch it because it's a play. Yeah, because like I said, she was millennial. She didn't know any of this shit, and so she's like, "Wow, that was really good." And they were really like that back then. I was like, "Yeah, they didn't pull punches at all." That was just straight up race jokes. They no, threw, they talked yeah, the, the N-word. Archie Bunker shit.
3: That was like yeah. totally fucking, yeah. But I
0: guarantee half the people that watched it did not get that it was supposed to be subversive and you're not supposed to identify with Archie Bunker. But yeah, Woody Harrelson did a great job.
1: So, huh. are you gone, Steve?
3: That
1: out. No, I'm still here. Oh. I, I can actually hear you again. No, so
0: sweet. Yeah, good. we were just talking about the words.
3: We're talking about racists and
0: dropping the in bombs oh. <laughs> and all kinds of stuff over here.
1: Dude, you guys want to see his scene, man? I I run a political chat on on Telegram and wow, they're like oh man, there are some messed up people in this world that hang out on that app. Uh, oh. Wow. Well. I you believe guys got quite. against guess. No, we were actually just listening. We <laughs> were processing. Okay. Uh, okay. Um. So yeah, I run a political chat on Telegram, and it, So I have. We have every form of of wildness. Um. Just Just regular people. Um. We have anarchists and and caps, um. And prims, which is a weird movement. Stop, dog. Prims. Um. Yeah. And prims. Oh, what are man, prims? Gotta, yeah. Well, I don't even
0: know about prims.
1: Um. Yeah. So they're. They basically believe that you should uh, only – like you should get rid of technology and you should forgo all that and you should just be one with the earth. And oh, like Ted like Kaczynski. Science or medicine or nothing. Yeah,
0: the Unabomber guy. He, he, I,
1: I, I, I was going to say yeah, like the exactly. Mennonites. He's, but he's, he's a perfect example they're of They're a little it. less violent. And meanwhile, they're using tech to, to push their movement. Oh yeah,
2: that's
0: a huge pet peeve of mine. It's like, motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. you are arguing for bronze age fucking mythology using technology created by a dude who had to be castrated because your fucking religion uh, you know, thought he was he was deviant for like liking dudes. So fuck you and everybody related to you.
1: Right. So okay. yeah, there's that and we we've had to ban Nazis, like Nazis are a real problem on that fucking app, dude. Are they and are they here in America? Yeah, yeah, and and these guys, like, they, so what they do in this app, too, like, we have to regulate, because, like, they'll move in, and they'll, like, actively try to recruit the uh, the guys who are handcaps, and it's weird. So I talked to my son
2: about that, my
1: 15-year-old son, about,
2: like, there's certain things that they use to kind of, like, worm their way into your, your world, right? And there's catchphrases and all that, because, um, and... You know, because he's on the Internet as a 15-year-old kid all the time, and um, um, it's just funny because, you know, I initially brought it to his attention, and he was like, yeah, okay, all right. And then, like, one week later, he's bringing me articles showing, like, yeah, yeah, they do all this kind of stuff, and, and, and then it's it was amazing how fast he became educated about it.
1: Oh, yeah, it. that's sad that he has to be educated on it. But yeah, I've seen it firsthand. I you
2: know, know forewarned is forearmed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: I know, but like three or four years ago, you would if you would have told me that Nazis were going to be a, a big thing anymore, not just the video game default bad guy. Thanks, Obama. I mean, just what the fuck? <laughs> I, I I've told the story before, but you know, I I thought I've got a, a Belgian Malinois dog. You know, he. he tan looking you know so i was gonna name him after the desert fox because i was like yeah whatever this is like 2014 or something when i got the dog yeah, holy shit am dog i dog glad yeah because rommel was it was not a hit, fan of hitler no and he was one of the greatest generals in history yes. huh. but holy shit i'm glad i didn't do that because that would have been misinterpreted with my That'd be ass. like my
2: eight-year-old uh niece that wanted to name the black dog spook
0: and Ooh, like, no you
2: can't do that not, sorry yeah.
0: I, I know where you're coming from, but no. Yes,
2: that's definitely in the same category. No, right? not a good choice. Uh,
1: make good choices.
2: So, yes. So, I, should,
1: I, yeah, we got, we, we've got fascism, fa- like fascist folks in the channel. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, you guys realize that like, like you're supporting one of the worst ideologies ever. And like a lot of them are like, well, we just like the fashion. And I'm like, you got into fascism because of the fashion? Yeah, that's not <laughs> – there's a lot of really
3: <laughs> – We put the... There's a a joke in there somewhere. somewhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Intellectually educated young people. You can wear Hugo Boss without fucking,
0: you know, (laughs) wanting to exterminate minorities. Or
2: they're just not aware of history, the historical implications. You drive a
0: Volkswagen without fucking, you know, considering yourself the master race.
2: Right. Unless you're driving the Volkswagen thing, in which case, you're going to hell.
0: They're bringing back the van, right? You saw that? They're Are bringing, they? Yeah, yeah the, the old old cool. band, I think.
1: Dude, they canceled the Beetle, though.
0: Well, yeah, because that was
3: yeah, but they're gonna ass. bring it back again. In yeah, they'll do three it again because it, it
2: increases value when they do that. Yeah, yeah. that's a marketing ploy.
3: I had totally a fancy great. version oh, of
2: that. I had the
0: Audi God. TT. So that was the, you know, snotty. Beatles. It was the the smash. Yeah, up. it was Smash Beatles. Beatles. Like some yeah. fucking dude sat on it. You, it in no visibility.
2: Demonstrated some poor choice
0: and. Oh the, no! I went through like three bad transmissions. Bad choices in fuck, fuck in the past. That.
2: Yeah. So. yeah the J Cruiser is actually an improvement.
0: Yeah, that's. I'm Those were that.
3: the days when you had a small penis.
0: Back back then, but it, it's gotten <laughs> better.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I,
2: just because I own two excursions and they were both V tens does not mean. <laughs> It's not my bag, baby. One book entitled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was
0: great. Austin Powers. Wow, that's a. Uh, so anyway, Alex, can we stop talking about that?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, at any time. At any time. Oh. All right. Okay. Uh, it's ten o'clock. I'm 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 at pumpkin level. Yeah. It's my code, code pumpkin. Co- code word. Code <laughs> orange.
1: Safe orange pumpkin.
2: Uh... Cinderella. But that was, a, that was a good talk, man. I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, it's nice to, to hear your voice, man. Thanks. Yeah. That sounded creepy. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: God. Okay. So, this has been Bullshito.net's official podcast. Dun-dun-dun. dun dun Technically, the art of fighting BS with the
0: podcast, but whatever.
3: <laughs> with our special guest, Maybe. Steve Mix. So like us on Facebook and YouTube and make sure to hit subscribe Seriously, and on notify. Twitter,
0: and motherfuckers, we have like like us on Twitter, fifty thousand followers on Facebook with like nine hundred and sixty on Twitter because I, I don't know. I also,
3: swing by the website bullshito.net. That exists. It actually exists. It there. actually exists, and it is actually rated as one of the least biased news sources on the entire internet.
0: All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Keep in mind, you can check out Steve's comic book shop, Green Machine Comics, in the New Park Mall in Newark, California, if you're out there and civilization never reopens. <laughs> good, good luck. We'll see. I don't know. He's also got a couple books on Amazon, so check those out too. StevenMix.com his own website. And, um, yeah, so we'll see you next time, or not, because you're an asshole.